0: this idea that we can't discuss lgbtq people because then we are by its nature discussing sex is actually rooted in bigotry everybody i don't care where they are on the
1: spectrum of lgbtq xyz 1 2 whatever it is all or disrespect
0: says the mistress that we're not welcome here
2: i did expect to be on jeopardy just never expected to do it quite this well m
3: ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous
1: oh mr bubble This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine, I'm Greg Gordon. Botswana accepts court repeal of its anti-queer penal code, Florida's House approves a don't-say-gay-in-schools bill, and a trans champion breaks Jeopardy records. Those stories and much more this week now that you've discovered
4: This Way Out. I'm Tonya Kane-Perry.
5: And I'm Marcos Najera.
4: With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending January 29, 2022. Botswana will accept court rulings that repealed penal code statutes against private consensual adult gay sex the government had appealed the High Court's 2019 decriminalization ruling to the Court of Appeals, which upheld the decision last November. President Mugwetsi Masisi reportedly met with members of Lesbian, Gays, and Bisexuals of Botswana on January 24th after officially announcing that his government would abide by the final court ruling. He told them, we demand and expect anybody to respect the decisions of our court. The Southern African Litigation Center is the national rights group that fought the decriminalization battle in Botswana's courts. The country is one of a handful in Africa that has overturned antiquated anti-queer sex laws, Angola, Lesotho, Mozambique, and the Seychelles. LGBTQ equality is embedded in South Africa's constitution. Civil marriage was opened to same-gender couples there in 2006.
5: In neighboring Namibia, two queer couples who legally married abroad lost their quest for recognition at the nation's high court. Daniel Degashu and Johan Pageider married in South Africa, and Annette Sailor Leels and Anita Sailor Leels tied the knot in Germany. Both couples now live in Namibia, where their legal fight is a bread-and-butter issue. South African Dagashu and German-born Anita Sailor Leals are both denied government permits to work in Namibia based on their marital status. That's essentially automatic for opposite gender by national married couples. The three-judge panel wrote, We believe it is time for the Namibian constitution to reflect that homosexuality is part and parcel of the fabric of our society and that persons human beings in homosexual relationships are worthy of being afforded the same rights as other citizens. However, they felt bound by a more than 20-year-old Supreme Court decision that rejected the constitutional recognition of same-gender relationships. Judge Hanalee Prinsloo said that only the top court can correct itself. Attorneys for the two couples said that they would take that suggestion to heart. They'll now appeal to a hopefully more enlightened Supreme Court.
4: Hong Kong's Court of Appeal has upheld the requirement that trans people undergo full gender reassignment surgery before changing the gender marker on their government identification documents. Two transgender men challenged the policy, which was upheld by a November 2019 High Court judgment. But on January 26th, the Court of Appeal ruled that authorities Must have what it called a clear, definite, consistent, and objective yardstick to determine a person's gender. It said that surgery provides clear and irreversible resemblance closest to the preferred sex. Both plaintiffs have British passports that list their gender as male. They both had top surgery but fear the physical and emotional scars of being forced to endure full gender reassignment surgery, which also requires sterilization. Joanne Leong is chairperson of Hong Kong's Transgender Resource Center. She told Agence France-Presse, the court has a very limited understanding of what sex and gender are and still upholds a binary separation of biological sex. At least one of the plaintiffs, Henry C., said he would file a challenge to the latest setback with the Court of Final Appeal.
5: The French Parliament has driven the final nail into the coffin of conversion therapy. Lawmakers made it official with a unanimous vote on January 25th. President Emmanuel Macron tweeted, Let's be proud. These unworthy practices have no place in the Republic. Being yourself is not a crime because there is nothing to be cured. The national ban prohibits the barbaric, medically debunked practice that claims to turn queer people straight through a combination of counseling and prayer. It outlaws behaviors or words aiming to modify or repress a person's sexual orientation or identity, having an effect that alters their physical or mental health. The new penal code statutes punish offenders with up to 2 years in prison and a fine equivalent to about 34,000 US dollars.
4: Roman Catholic Pope Francis has issued yet another pro-queer pronouncement during his weekly general audience on January 26. The pope made off-the-cuff remarks concerning the difficulties parents may encounter raising their children. He said, "Parents who see different sexual orientations in their children" should consider how to handle this, how to accompany their children and not hide behind an attitude of condemnation. Never condemn your children. Francis first alarmed traditionalists in 2013 when he told journalists that LGBTQ people should not be marginalized in society, famously saying, who am I to judge? He said in 2020 that queer family members should be embraced. While reiterating that the sacrament of marriage cannot be changed, he has also supported civil union laws for gay and lesbian couples. LGBTQ members of the 1.3 billion member church have generally expressed appreciation for the Pope's supportive words, but continue to lament any real changes in doctrine or policy.
5: Football Australia took action against the A-League Melbourne victory this week for homophobic fan chants taunting Adelaide United defender Josh Cavallo in early January. The $5,000 fine will fund LGBTQ awareness and education initiatives. FA Chief Executive James Johnson said, To be clear, the actions of the spectators responsible for using homophobic slurs against Josh Cavallo were completely unacceptable. Cavallo has called on social media behemoths, Instagram, and Twitter to address continued online bullying. Adelaide United has asked for a police investigation into abusive language and death threats directed at Cavallo on those and other platforms.
4: Homophobic verbal abuse has been a long-running problem in Mexico. Derogatory anti-queer chants of puto have been criticized but rarely punished, until now. The Mexican Football Federation has announced that football fans there will be banned from stadiums for five years if they're found to have chanted homophobic epithets. The Federation has been fined by World Football Authority FIFA in the past for such chants during matches. Some matches have even been held in empty stadiums because of unruly anti-queer fans.
5: Meanwhile, LGBTQ fans and allies in the U.S. are suing the owners of Chicago Soldier Field for puto chants by Mexican fans during 2019 Gold Cup matches. The lawsuit alleges that Soldier Field failed to adequately protect LGBTQ fans from seemingly endless puto chants, even though management had been warned in advance that such abuse might become a problem. A prestigious law firm has succeeded in moving the lawsuit from state court to federal court according to Outsports because the case involves citizens of different states and the amount in controversy exceeds $75,000. If successful, the lawsuit will put owners and managers of other venues, stadiums, and arenas on notice. They can be held financially liable for not taking effective action to stop such verbal abuse from taking place.
4: Finally... previously reported, retiring James Bond star Daniel Craig has dabbled in queerdom before, and so perhaps has his iconic master spy character. A particularly homoerotic scene between Craig and Skyfall villain Javier Bardem was nearly cut by the studio, but the producers insisted on keeping it in the movie.
3: Oh, Mr. Bond.
1: See what she's done to you. Well, she never tied me to a chair. Her loss. Well, first time for everything. Yes. What makes you think this is my first time?
4: The co-star's latest flirtation, Fabulous, came during an online conversation this week on Variety's Actors on Actors series. The two actors' birthdays are one day and one year apart. We
1: actually celebrated <laughs> our birthday together once. I
4: think you remember you were in drag, but I know yeah. that's a
1: whole other story. Coming out of a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be the bomb girl that night,
2: and oh my God, I was.
4: Bardem reportedly sang Happy Birthday to Craig a la Marilyn Monroe to U.S. President John Kennedy. Happy birthday to you.
5: That's news wrap. Global Queer News with Attitude for the week ending January 29th, 2022. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community.
4: News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer, and
5: brought to you by you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more.
4: And you can read the transcript and listen to News rap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio channel on YouTube. For This Way Out, I'm Tanya Kane-Perry. Stay healthy.
5: And I'm Marcos Nakata.
3: Stay safe. Why do you hate my community? Because that's what this is about. It's about hatred.
1: Protections lost
0: in Pennsylvania. But first, It's designed to further isolate LGBTQ kids who desperately need our support. And ultimately, it's designed to make teachers fearful to create inclusive school environments. Just don't say gay. Mm
4: -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm.
0: Just don't say gay.
1: A Republican-dominated Florida State House Committee passed the Parental Rights and Education Bill last week, which would outlaw encouraging the discussion of LGBTQ issues in primary grades. Rights advocates call it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Among other provisions, it would allow parents to sue school districts if they disapprove of the presentation of LGBTQ-related topics. The bill was introduced by Representative Joe Harding, who promoted it on the House floor. It was dissected by Equality Florida's Brendan Wolfe on Tampa's WUSF public television station.
5: This is about the fundamental right of parents to have insight and control of what's going on in their children's life.
0: I would argue that the bill is quite unclear about uh, the definition of these terms. What does encourage mean? The bill says that school districts can't encourage discussion of gender identity or sexual orientation. Does that mean that school districts can no longer celebrate Women's History Month because being a woman is a gender identity? Does that mean that school districts like Orange County, for instance, can no longer talk about the Pulse nightclub shooting? Because in order to acknowledge what happened at Pulse, you have to acknowledge the identities of people who were there. And I think the impact would be that school districts simply don't talk about LGBTQ people at all because they are concerned that parents might sue over it.
5: What we don't want is the school district to try to take on the role of being the parent because they're not.
0: Parents should be involved in their kids' education. They absolutely should. They should be having conversations with their kids at home about society, about history, about all the things that they're learning in the classroom as well. But the fact of the matter is that they may not get that education around the dinner table. Uh, I remember what it was like to be a kid, and it was not safe to be LGBTQ in my home. Uh, I risked physical and emotional violence if I were to come out, which is why I felt safe having those conversations with my friends in school, uh, with teachers who were affirming and accepting of me. But what I didn't get a lot of was representation in the classroom. I didn't see that Black queer folks were doing incredible things in society. I didn't hear about the contributions of LGBTQ people. And that really stunted my ability to be myself. I didn't get to discover those things until much later in life. So we deserve to give kids the whole spectrum of what it means to be a person in this country. And that includes LGBTQ people.
5: It's not the job of the school district to raise a child. It's the job of the parent. Um, and these- Extremely sensitive conversations.
0: I don't really think this is about parents' rights. Parents' rights to do what? To tell LGBTQ kids that they don't belong, to push LGBTQ families away and into the closet. That's Chasten Buttigieg, an
1: educator and the husband of U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg.
0: He chimed in on CNN. I mean, hypothetically, for having a bake sale on Friday, would my husband and I not be welcome at the school because we're in a same-sex relationship? You know, if kids come into the classroom Monday morning and they're all talking about their weekends and hypothetically a kid like mine says, I had the best weekend with my dad. We went to the zoo. We went we went and got ice cream. Is the teacher supposed to say, hey, 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 we don't talk about things like that in this classroom, you know? And not only what does that do to kids like mine, but what does that do to a kid in the classroom who might be starting to realize that they're different? And, you know, I just want to focus on teaching as a teacher. I don't want to be calling up my parents every night saying, hey, I just wondered if you knew your kid was straight. Equality Florida's Brendan Wolf gets the last word. Another vague part of the bill is what does age-appropriate mean uh, when you're talking about LGBTQ history or LGBTQ people? Who gets to determine that? Um, If you're talking about sex education that Florida teaches already in schools, there's already uh, guidelines in place about what age-appropriate sex education means the hypersexualizing of LGBTQ people and reducing us to a perversion is at the core of homophobia and transphobia. It always has been. This idea that LGBTQ people are nothing but their sexual orientation or gender identity is at the core of the thing people use to justify violence and discrimination against LGBTQ people. So this idea that we can't discuss LGBTQ people because then we are by its nature discussing sex um, is actually rooted in bigotry and we've got to break our minds outside of that. LGBTQ people are not just LGBTQ but it is a part of who we are and that deserves to be celebrated and identified. No,
2: We're not gonna disappear No, we're not going anywhere mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Just don't say gay Gay, gay, gay Gay, 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 gay. Just don't say gay.
1: A proposal similar to the House's Don't Say Gay bill is being considered in the Florida State Senate. Another bill on that chamber would also ban books with LGBTQ content from schools.
4: This Way Out is supported in part by contributions from our
0: listeners. Some give a little each month. Some make a larger annual contribution.
4: More information and a link to give are online at ThisWayOut.org.
2: Thank you. The best part for me has been representing the entire community of trans people. A trans woman in jeopardy triumphs later in the program.
1: Elections have consequences, even local ones. Just ask the LGBTQ residents of Chambersburg, Pennsylvania and their allies. They just saw the new Republican-dominated borough council repeal the anti-discrimination ordinance that was passed last October by a Democratic majority. Council President Alan Kaufman insisted that the election was a mandate from voters to take action against the ordinance in his opinion this ordinance does not give any any extra protections to anyone nor does it remove any more than a hundred chambersburg citizens spoke during a three-hour meeting before the vote the vast majority of them supported the ordinance like queer resident shannon brown
3: why do you hate my community because that's what this is about it's about hatred all right and before we came out of the closet, we lived with you. We heard how you talked about us. The age was God's answer to us. Chris
1: Simon Petrie, was one of the few speakers in favor of repeal. God is not for men being able to freely go into women's private areas anytime they want to just by saying that uh, they are a woman for a day. All. Oh. Notice I said all. Council President Kaufman. That includes everybody. I don't care where they are on the spectrum of LGBTQ XYZ 125, whatever it is.
5: Be more disrespectful.
1: All. All should and must be treated equally under the law.
0: It says the message that we're not welcome here.
1: Resident Melissa Mattson.
0: It does happen here, like we are discriminated against, and whether you believe it or not, or whether you actually act on your personal beliefs. Others do, and you cannot deny our truth.
1: The Chambersburg Borough Council did deny LGBTQ truth by a vote of 7 to 3. It's the first time a queer-inclusive law has been revoked in Pennsylvania.
5: For 50 long years now, we've fought for the right, for people to love just whoever they Thank you
1: Every actor worth his salt strives to be honest and true in his betrayals on the stage or screen. Hello, this is Ian McKellen, and that's exactly what This Way
3: Out does as well, right here on this station. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won.
1: What turns Tucker on? Like it or not, we'll tell you after some big news about someone who can answer far more interesting questions. In the category all-time Jeopardy greats, she's the first woman to win over a million dollars and the first trans woman to qualify for the Tournament of Champions. You won if your answer was, who is Amy Schneider? Schneider's 40-game streak makes her second only to current alternating host Ken Jennings and fourth in cash winnings. The Oakland, California, engineering manager was finally taken down by a queer librarian from Chicago, Roan Talzma. Schneider talked about her success with George Stephanopoulos on ABC TV's Good Morning America.
5: You say you never expected this, but when you were young, you were voted most likely to be on Jeopardy. Tell us about that.
2: Uh yeah, you know, I mean I was I was good in school. I, I you know, I got good grades. I won the spelling bee. So, yeah, I mean I definitely uh you know, I did expect to be on Jeopardy and and to do all right. Just never expected to to do quite this well. What's been the best part of the experience? Um, you know, I think that the best part for me has been being on TV, um, you know, ex- as my, my true self, expressing myself and representing uh, the entire community of, of trans people um, and just kind of showing a different uh, a thing than maybe some people have seen of just <clears throat> being, a, you know, just a smart, confident woman and, uh, you know, just doing something super normal like, like being on Jeopardy.
5: <laughs> well, you've made your mark. Do you know what's next for you?
2: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, like, you know, considering, like, do I want to write a book? Like, what, what other opportunities might be out there? And I'm, I'm really exploring that. Everything has changed for you, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really has.
1: Jeopardy! trans hero Amy Schneider will appear again when the Tournament of Champions is played later this year.
0: Good news, good news. Are you signed up for an e-newsletter, Inside This Way Out?
4: We send them out every few weeks, briefly reviewing recent and previewing upcoming programming and deepening the conversation about your favorite international LGBTQ radio show. To
5: receive the occasional Inside This Way Out and let us know you're listening, email us at info at thiswayout.org.
1: M&M's Plain Chocolate
3: Center. I'm a Southern peanut, roasted to a golden tan, <coughs> drenched in milk chocolate, and we're both covered, covered with thin candy, candy shells so there's no, no chocolate mess.
5: Remember, the milk chocolate melts in
3: your mouth, not in your hand.
1: If you've ever wondered what turns Fox News' homophobic pro authoritarian Little Lord Fauntleroy on, Tucker Carlson has come out as a candy file. The announcement that the cartoon M&M's characters were being redesigned to make them more inclusive sent Tucker into a sugar rage, especially the changes to Ms. Brown. Larissa Murray is the Ms. Green voice actress. She gave the yellow journalist something to chew on during an interview with TMZ.
4: With these changes that they're making with the M&M's and the green M&M in particular, I think you can be everything. You can wear trainers and You can look a bit boyish, but still be sexy. You can maybe be non-binary and still be considered sexy. You know, I think we are hopefully a little bit more woke nowadays than we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I just think that we have to embrace it and move forward with it. I think it's a good thing.
3: The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won.
0: That guy needs to chill out.
3: I just think
4: maybe be a little bit more open-minded. Everybody is having to be a little bit more open-minded nowadays. And I think change is a good thing. And I think we should change and we should move forward. And I think this is the way of doing it. I think that um, Eminem's, you know, being more inclusive. I think that is the way forward.
0: You're gonna have to be a different man Time may change me but you can't twist
3: time You wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them.
1: Thanks for finding this way out. Brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Tanya Kane Perry and Marcos Nahara. Produced by Brian DeShazer. Sean Chapin, Sam Cook, the Tom Robinson Band, Huey Lewis in the News, Donna Summer, and David Bowie performed some of the music he heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our right theme music. This Way Out thanks the kicking assets funded the Tides Foundation, the Ivana Foundation, a request from Christopher David Trentum, and donors John Bopre and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media. Email info at thiswayout.org or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For Associate Producer, Lucia Chapelle and everyone at This Way Out, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening. Online at thiswayout.org, and on WRFI, Ithaca, New York, KGAY, Palm Springs, California, to RRR, Gladesville, New South Wales, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned